Hello and welcome to NBS Reviews and Discussion Podcast. I am your host, Norman Sanzo, and joining me today is Silver Quill. Please see me between regular business hours. And that is 925? Oh, <laughs> oh I admire your innocence. <laughs> and also joining us today is Totera. See, I don't want to see you in regular business hours. I want to see you all the time. Oh, my. Oh, oh, the ship flicks will fly. <laughs> as long as uh, Boom doesn't hear about this. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna. She gonna. Oh, no. All right. Then. So, anywho, uh, before we start the review and whatnot, and before we even start with the first impressions, um, the elephant in the room. So, Yeah. We're recording this on October 13th, and that's a day after the uh, My Little Pony Season 9 uh, season finale. And yeah, that's something. Yes, please take your cyanide pills. Yes, that's, that's good. <laughs> grab your okay, tissues. No, don't actually do that, by the way. This is a joke. Do not take it seriously. I don't even know where you would get cyanide pills, but I'm not eager to find out. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't listen to Silver on that one. But yeah, um, sorry. Listen and laugh, but don't take me seriously. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, I'm uh, intruding on it. Josh. <laughs> I'm, intru- I'm intruding on Josh, but I'm sure he said after the fact more than a few times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. So do we want to see how we feel? No, yes. It is the end of an era, but it doesn't mean that it's the end of creativity or enjoyment or passion. Mm. Can't live without passion. True that, true that. And you, Tara? will always live on. And you, Tara? I know that a lot of people are saying that, you know, it's the end and My Little Pony is over, but just because the Generation 4 is in <laughs> doesn't mean you have to leave the fandom. Oh, true that, true that. And a lot of people are saying that this is the end and whatnot. I do agree to a point, but we still have season 10 in comic form. So, yeah, there's that. This is not the end, my January friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, with that almost out of the way, um, our review for that one will come. Yeah, will come. I won't say sooner, sooner or later. Uh, yeah, it's mostly later because we, we, we are on episode 11 right now. So, anyway, um, let's get back on track. So, in today's episode, we are going to review Season 9, Episode 11, Student Council. Starlight Gleamer realized her role as school counselor and encouraged the students to come to her anytime about anything, but always being available becomes too much for her. So, uh, this seems like an interesting episode. So, Silver, what do you think? Oh, I had fun with this episode uh, as sort of... As much as a callback to the original, uh, the first season, with Le Cacatrice. Oh, yes. But it's also a fun romp for Starlight and her subset of friends, including, and this is kind of critical, Mudbriar is much less aggravating in this episode. <laughs> so true. Technically, he's less annoying. <laughs> yep. Technically, my foot to your ass. <laughs> What about you, Tara? <laughs> well, I mean, first impressions, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it does have a good lesson, and I enjoyed the comedy, and uh, it's nice to have the cockatrice back. But, um, yeah, I think I'll st- stay stay right there and not go on because, you know, I've already been threatened by someone. <laughs> 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 
Alright, nice for me. This episode was a lot of fun. I like the dynamic between Starlight and her friends and Starlight and Trixie. Also, the cockatrice does come back, which is really interesting. And yeah, they they mentioned something that was never really mentioned before. <laughs> so we'll touch upon that when we cross that line. So anywho, uh, if you have not watched this episode yet, pause here and go do so. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And well, let's start off the episode with a picnic. Yes, what better way to spend time with your friend than a amazing picnic on a hillside overlooking Ponyville. Ain't that great, guys? Ship it. Yeah, ship it. I ship it. But Starlight here has this new watch that she's having or a sports band or whatever it is. And it keeps notifying her about something. Hmm. She disappears for a bit and comes back. And um, said bracelet or whatever it is, is a notification watch for her door at the school. Whenever a student knocks on the door, uh, it lets her know that, hey, somebody is looking for you or wants to talk to you. And Starlight here is taking her job as student council cons, counselor. Counselor, yeah, student counselor, really, really important or really, really serious. And while this is happening, Trixie is pissed because whenever she's trying to talk, like every five sentence, uh, Starlight blinks in and comes back, blinks in and comes back. And yeah, that can get a really annoying. Anywho, with that. Angry Trixie, we start off with the theme song. And with that, uh, what do you guys think? Silver. Well, it's an interesting idea on behalf of uh, Starlight to have this auto summon, <laughs> basically. The only way I think this could, get, this could get more intrusive is if the band automatically teleported her whenever someone knocked on the door. That's the only way you could go a step too far at this point. But Trixie's offended identity, I'm used to her kind of screaming at at uh her problems this one it's more you can see the fury bubbling under the surface a bit like all bottled up uh, yeah now the position positions are reversed and that's what makes it fun and <laughs> terrifying true true true, true. uh tara what you well it's also like i agree it's an interesting thought how you know instead of uh Starlight staying there and waiting for someone to step into the office. She has the bracelet connected to her door. So when someone knocks on it, she knows that someone's at the door. And basically what Silver said too, when uh, Trixie is getting angry, you could see it and it's just keeping it all bottled up. <laughs> but another thing too is that um, it kind of reminds me of those situations where you're trying to have a conversation with someone <laughs> and then they're on their phone and be like, hey, you want to pay attention here? I mean, I'm in the middle of talking to you and then you just blank out. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been in some of those situations before. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, seriously, this is not fun at all for Trixie. Like, she put in effort into doing this picnic and whatnot and Starlight just bumps out like, oh God. It's not kind of her fault, but eh, well, what to do? You are a student counsel, guidance counselor anyway. So we head back to said guidance counselor's office with uh, Silverstream asking Starlight for advice and whatnot. And I think um, what she's saying is like she has cousins that 
haven't really seen the um, land or the upper world beyond the ocean. So she wants them to see it for themselves and experience the majesty of said land. So Starlight just says, okay, um, Silverstream, I would like to help you, but I have a lot of other students who need my help. So why don't you try? Anyway, um, next pony, please. And before this cult can come in, Trixie just steps in and, well, rudely interrupts. Starlight just says, yo, uh, Trixie, I have a lot of students that I need to go through and you're not helping the situation. And yeah, let's just say that they have plans. Like today was the summer solstice. So Maud is doing a party for them and they're invited and they have to do cakes and streamers and whatnot. So poor student doesn't get the, what you call this, um, counseling that he needs. And we're off to go shopping. So with said shopping, Starlight is not really paying 100% attention to the list because, well, she's distracted by her work. And it seems that Trixie is the only one who is really into this. Like, she really found her place and really wants this a lot. So she understands that Starlight is busy, so she decides to split up the work. So she'll go to get the, whatchamacallit, um, tea set and something to do with other products. I, I don't remember. Um, but they split up the work and Starlight bams out and forgot to do her stuff. But anyway, um, what do you guys think? Tara? It kind of reminds me of what's, um, what happened to me a few months ago, how I was so mixed up with my brother Stag and Doe and all these family events that's been going on. And I missed the one podcast of the MBS show. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, yeah. You know, when you got so much on your plate, you tend to forget things and you always, always need to be reminded. And this kind of hit me on a personal level. <laughs> Although I do kind of feel sad for that one cult that wanted the appointment for Starlight, but he kept getting blocked off by Trixie. Yeah, I wonder what he needs. <laughs> what about you, Silva? Well, on the topic of that cult, whom uh, at least Derpy Boru has named November Rain. <laughs> Why November Rain? I do not know. I'd have to. I'm sure that there's a. Uh, I'm sure that there's a reason. Let's do a quick little <coughs> Google search. But he, he's going to become a supervillain. Let's just face it. He's been. Uh, he's been rejected by those who are supposed to support him. And Equestria will always need some antagonists. So I'll say November Rain for World Conqueror. 2022. <laughs> oh, right. Gen 5 villain. Oh, God, no. Now, okay, uh, November Rain was a Guns N' Roses uh -huh. uh, song. Oh, all right. <coughs> That's interesting. So, probably have to listen to listen to that to really get why they're calling him November Rain. But he's such a nice cult, but he's getting blocked. This is not healthy. In fact, uh, there was an article published on Equestria Daily uh, talking about counseling and that if a counselor can't separate their work from their life, they're not in a very emotionally healthy place and there go, you really wouldn't want them counseling someone because they're not very balanced themselves. <laughs> it's that. kind of a requirement. 
True that, true that. And what, counselors need a lot of training before doing it. And Starlight... Well, the, yeah, this is, this is getting into the uncomfortable aspect of... Basically, Starlight was made counselor on a whim, almost. Ah, yes. And I'd say this is probably a job for which she is very ill-suited. She... She can't uh, budget out her life. She's relying way. She's letting it dictate way too much. And as we'll see, she then makes very hasty decisions. So I'm going to say I think she'll do better as the head of the school, as that suits her personality more. Counselor has been an ill fit. True, but give it, give her time, give her a chance. She, she'll probably know what to do. She's already had a chance that she's about to become the head mayor. The chance has been given. <laughs> okay, okay. But anywho, uh, <laughs> but anywho, I'm going to continue on. So, <laughs> so uh, Trixie goes to the Flower Sisters to get stick flowers? What, what was this? I'm so confused. I tried to do a Google search and I couldn't get anything. I think they're just messing with you. Oh, wow. Probably, okay, yeah. So, anywho, um, she requests for stick flowers, flower sticks. Stick it to him. Yeah, I guess. So, anywho, um, while Trixie's trying to get flowers on a stick, um, Starlight pops in. Wait, wait. Sorry, you're, you're invoking Jeff Dunham on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anywho, Starlight pops in. And ask for the same thing. And Trixie kind of scolds her and saying, this is my thing. You're supposed to do something else. And, oh, yeah, right. So another knock on the door and she's gone. And we get to see a nice cute scene with Rose trying to stick flowers on us. <laughs> stick flowers on a stick. That, that's so cute. So I'm just going to fast forward a bit. Um, we see that um, Starlight is counseling... Uh, silver stream again and then we see her at the party shop for streamers but gets a knock on the door and poops she goes away to counsel smolder and gallus and this one i like a lot because <laughs> there's a breeze uh smolder you shouldn't really burn anything and yeah the, the way that those two are looking at each other and the way that smolder is looking satisfied with what she did <laughs> So the pattern goes on again with Starlight helping and trying to do two things at once. Yeah, and it's not working for her. So um, last on the list is she goes to Mrs. Cake because she needs to bake or find the recipe to bake a cake that um, Mod is asking for with Trixie. They were supposed to do this together, but... Starlight missed the appointment and Mrs. Cake is closing. By the way, where is Mrs. Cake going? She can have a social life. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, I guess. Yeah, you, you make it sound like that she's not allowed to leave Sugar Cube Corner. No, that's her house. That's the thing. But she can go out and visit with folks or maybe she and her hubby are having a date while Pinky uh, full sits. No, I'm just uh, sorry, saying sorry. she has a reason to go outside. Dor what <laughs> kind of monster are you to impose a mandatory house arrest upon shame. bakers? 
Norman, I thought better of you. <laughs> oh, boys. But anywho. <coughs> but anywho, should, should I ask you guys for your thoughts here or should we cover one more slot before I ask you guys? One more slot, I think. All right. So, anywho, with Trixie getting the recipe and kind of, well, done the job, there's another knock on the door and Starlight bumps to the office and meets up with Trixie. <laughs> this is much fun. Starlight asks, what are you doing here? And Trixie just says, this is the only place I know where I can find you. And she's pissed. She's angry. She She is very angry. There's another knock on the door, and Silverstream is asking for help. And with this, Starlight puts her hoof down and says, Silverstream, you're a smart student. I'm sure you know what to do. And the school is closing, so I need to close up school, and you should head back home. And with that, a disappointed Hippogriff heads out, and a very happy guidance counselor is happier, I guess. And with that, what do you guys think? Uh, Silva. All right, well, first, enraged Trixie face. That is the last thing you see before you die. <laughs> I'm especially looking at an image of it right now. She's she, They've just divided their list, and she's uh, glaring at Starlight. It's like, oh, oh, child, you're going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. Oh, please. Now, it's fun to see her counseling Gallus and Smolder. Uh, yeah, Smolder smiles. Like, that must have been a book like Dragon Jerks of the Last Century. <laughs> yeah. Just some, something really uh, offensive to their eyes. Because she's way, she's enjoyed it way too much. While Gallus, you don't get, you don't get in the way of Gallus and actual learning. <laughs> closet, the closet egghead will not be denied. <laughs> so true, so true. And also, uh, what? Ocellus' uh, identity crisis? <laughs> that was cute too. Oh, incredibly. Although, again, Starlight is probably ill-suited to counsel a shapeshifter. I mean, really, Fluttershy should do that. True. Hmm? G- give it, give it how often Fluttershy changes forms, I, I sometimes wonder if she's part changeling. <laughs> nah, she hangs out with Discord a lot. That's why she's master of transformation. There we go. It's good to see uh, Starlight hit rock bottom just before Trixie catches her. Uh, that's how that's how uh, this part one really comes to a, a head and a, a conclusion. And honestly, Starlight uh, Silverstream really is losing her own priorities. I think she's suffering just as much as Starlight. And it's kind of funny that Starlight, remember in uh, Applejack's day off where she could see the flaws in another group but couldn't detect them in herself? Applejack's day off? Which one is this? Uh, that's where she and Rarity go to the spa. Oh, and that she's one. Bas- and then you find out that what she's working on in there uh, at Sweet Apple Acres is, is not going so great. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. You know, they they're having a bad time. <laughs> True. Well, that's what uh, that's what I'm talking about. That she could easily see her flaws reflected in Silverstream and give counsel, only to realize, oh wow, I'd really need to follow my own advice, <laughs> which is something we all we all do. 
so perhaps there was a missed opportunity there for a sense of come a sense of identification. And Tara, what about you? I do like how uh, Starlight was um, talking to the students like Gallus and Ocellus. And I mean, you can't get past the fact that when Gallus is like showing the smolder the book and she's just like, hey, I burnt that. You know, if you put that in a different situation, I mean, if me and Silver were there at student council, Silver, uh, Starlight would be like to Silver, now Silver, you can't throw all these great balls at Tartara. And you see me pull out a box full of these great blue balls and Silver's just grinning. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh yeah! Be- <laughs> behold, my great blue balls. <laughs> exactly. Hold, the- hold them tight. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> but be gentle. Oh, oh god! god. <laughs> 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 but I also like the- how uh, Trixie's like. Hmm, the only way I could find her is to go to the one place she's always going to. So she knocks on the door, and there she is in the student counselor's office. And then you know that it's gonna go bad later on when. Uh, Silver Street's asking for help and Starlight. It's like, you know what? You're a smart uh, creature. You can do this stuff on your own because I have plans. And here I am thinking, oh, no, this is not going to end well, is it? <laughs> totally. Uh, but with that, let's carry on. So we got the other group, which is uh, Starlight and Friends, having the Spring Solstice celebration, something like that. Summer Solstice, Spring Solstice. What? I I got no idea. But anywho, um, she's doing this party, or more or less, Mod is doing the party, and she's doing it at her cave. Um, they have a cake, and the cake is, let's just say... A lie? No. It's pointy, and it hurts. Ouch. Well, then it is a lie. Cake is supposed to be soft and wonderful and inviting. How could you make a deceptive cake? I do not want to piss off Trixie. I do not want to piss off Trixie. So anywho, did she do it together with Starlight? Kind of. So anywho, um, they bring in the cake, they celebrate in the cave and whatnot, and yeah, they they they're having fun. And Trixie is kind of proud with uh, Starlight about um, getting a break and whatnot, and she's talking. And suddenly, Terramar comes in. Hello, Terramar. It's been a while. And Terramar is in a panic because he's wondering where is. Um, Silverstream because she never came back and with that Starlight and Terima panics and what's going on what happened and with that Starlight and Terima, uh hits off but before that Starlight just says uh, I sent her off because the school was closing and guidance council blah 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 and Terima kind of blew his top to Starlight and also Trixie comes to her defense and stuff. <coughs> but with that, Starlight and Terramar goes to the school and tries to look for uh, Silverstream. And with that, they go to school. They try to look from inside the school, outside the school, uh, from her room, sorry, uh, from everywhere. And lastly, meeting in her room. Terramar discovers that she is doing research on cockatrice and oh no is she going to the everfree forest to look for them oh no this is seriously bad and well they pop up outside discover that their other friends are there to help and with that they're on an adventure and what do you guys think uh silver 
Well, for starters, we have the new dynamic of uh, Mud Briar in the mix. Oh God, Mud Briar in the mix. Yep. I mean, just that, just that alone is a terrifying idea. Hey, we added another cult in the group. Yay! Yeah, but he's a cult. It, he makes it hard to love him. But in this one, he's not that bad. He's not that bad because he's with his girlfriend, I think. Yes. <laughs> and his mayor friend. So really, Maud is his redemptive force. She's what bring, she's uh, making him much more tolerable. Because, uh, I mean, when he was introduced against Pinky, no one ever just said, look, dude, that's, this whole technical thing is not helping anyone. And I think he really needed to hear that. He seems to have picked up on that now because he will shut up just as everyone's giving him sour looks. <laughs> Maybe it's because Pinky's too nice? There's a thought. Could be. Was was Pinky too nice to Mudbriar? He deserved worse. Yeah, I mean, Pinky is nice. And plus, um, Mod really likes Mudbriar. So she doesn't really want to kind of rain on their parade. So she's doing the best she can to kind of respect that. Well, either way, uh, it's just he's sort of the standout character as he's the comedic foil in all this. Mm, yes, true that. And, but then there's also <laughs> Trixie's like, oh, she's missing neat face. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you should see her expression as she hears that a student has gone missing, and just like, oh, okay. I feel like you need to be a bit more shocked here. Yeah. Uh, Just a little. You, you, you'd you be amazed at how well it would go if you showed some basic concern. So true, so true. And then I will say the hunt is not all that thrilling. I mean, you know they're not going to find her in the first five seconds. Oh, true that. True that. Un- unless she had like a secret lab with the, under the tree roots and was bringing something to life. Yes. <laughs> true, true. That would be something. <coughs> Dr. Silverstein. Mm. Silverstein's monster. Oh, no. I like that. Oh, Fanfic no. writers, attack. <laughs> and Tara, what about you? Now, are you talking about me, Tara, or the other Tara? Uh, the, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. You, you, you. The one we were reviewing <laughs> with. Well, I, I'm surprised that Trixie hasn't lost a few of her mains after being so stressed out and with those scrunchy faces just from criticizing the cake. It's like, you criticize my cake? But um, I also like the inclusion of Mudbride and how even though he's still being all technical and whatnot, but at least now he knows when to shut up when everyone's giving him the stare. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and then, you know, that's pretty much all I got so far. Oh. You know, same old, someone's in trouble, they search for them, and then, oh, they're at this location, let's go to this place. <laughs> alrighty then, alrighty then. And with that, like I mentioned before, they're off on the adventure, and with this one, I'm gonna fast forward a bit till we get to the juicy parts. So... Oh, juicy. <laughs> yes. So, they rush into the Everfree Forest at night, and... Not knowing the way, Trixie says, I do know the way. Follow me. And she knows the way. Yep, yep. Yes, I was. Ah, oh, you beat me too. <laughs> so she leads them on a wild goose chase and ends up at the same spot as they begin. Her logic is whenever I don't want to meet a scary monster in the forest, I always meet a scary monster in the forest. Uh. Yay? 
impeccable logic. True, true. But Terramar holding the book for uh, a book about cockroaches uh, says that they usually like to hang out in dry places, something like that. Some, something, something. I, I don't remember. Pine trees and whatnot. And Slider says, oh, yay, there's pine trees over there. So let's go and check it out. They stumble upon a group of cockatrice who are somehow in their migration period. And let's just say that they're kind of screwed because a bunch of them wants to turn them into stone. Oh, no. I don't see anything wrong with that. They just want to get them stoned. Dude, come on over here. <coughs> we're, li- we're like dissecting the secrets of the universe, man. Oh, boy. But anywho, I'm going to fast forward till we reach to the safe spot. So our heroes um, run away from the cockatrice and Starlight mostly gathers them around to the very beginning. Unfortunately for the group, Mudbriar has turned into stone. Um, Mud is... Ooh, ooh. I, got a, I got an innuendo for this joke. <laughs> okay. I guess you could say Mud likes it when Mudbriar is hard. Hiyo. Yeah. So yeah. Um unfortunately for the group, Mudbri has turned into stone because of the cockatrice. I'm thinking that she's just saying technically. <laughs> so anywho, they teleport to the very beginning, but somehow the cockatrice is there and the group crosses a bridge to a quote unquote safe spot because somehow there's invisible walls around said location that the cockatrice can't fly over. I guess the programmer oh, <laughs> forgot to create um, walls or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yes, they uh, they're they're following the most basic of bad game design. And what's that, my friend? Well, I mean, invisible walls. If we're going to be technical here, <laughs> maybe the treehouse that the young six have has a voice field. Nope. Force field. Mm. Force field. Or perhaps it projects a psychic <laughs> deterrence. Say, look, look out. They like Kentucky fried chicken and omelets here. <laughs> all right. And all the cockatrice like, back, back, back. All right. Then. With that, uh, Tara, what do you think? Well, I like, again, yeah, uh, sudden first impressions. I like how the cockatrice have made a return. And I like Trixie's way of how she tries to locate them first and be like, I am good at making up stories on how I fought creatures. I'm sure I could find these in no time. And turns out that it was a lie. <laughs> and then, you know, like we said earlier with the video game mechanics, they could have easily flown around the door, but no, they're like, oh no, we can't get through this door. We gotta, we gotta give up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, I don't understand the concept of that, but you know, and then the whole thing with Mod liking Mudbire when he's stoned mm. or, you know, hard. You, know, you <laughs> could say it either way. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's like throughout all that, I like the comedy and the action and the excitement and the romance between Mod and Mudbire. <laughs> all right. And what about you, Silva? Ah, the romance. Oh, me, say, amo. Ah. Okay, Mudbriar is an even more enjoyable character when he's not talking. <laughs> I mean, good God. Good God. Oh, boys. It, here's the thing. He would be such a one-note character. Well, okay. Not, maybe not a one-note, as I did love his Mind Palace reference. <laughs> but 
again, his first introduction was not uh, hugely enjoyable for me. So it's great to see this this dynamic where he and Maud are a great comedic duo. Uh, they really do bring out the best in each other. So yes, I will ship it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But all in all, I'm just happy to see not only is it multiple cockatrice this time, cockatry, mm-hmm. I don't know, uh, but he all they're also varying colors and shapes, which makes it more real. I love how MLP adds diversity to a species to make it more interesting. It's not... <laughs> Way back in Equestria Games, uh, you had the griffins, and they were just palette swaps <laughs> of already existing models. Fast forward to the Lost Treasure of Griffinstone, where suddenly all these griffins are varying uh, species of bird and, and cat, and it's just so much more visually rewarding. And that's the same, and that's the case here. It's so fun to see these various cockatrices, and then the reunion tour as uh, Starlight teleports and grabs everyone. Uh, that makes for just some funny moments. True that. True that. Especially, when, especially when Sunburst nearly blows her head off, <laughs> or Mott kick, uh, kicking a stone at her head. <laughs> well, because Starlight's just not having a good day. It seems. Yeah. True. It's that. Like, why, why are all my friends trying to kill me? <laughs> <clears throat> well, these cockatrices better beware because uh, this—I don't know if this is uh, the same topic or whatever—but I smell turkey. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, it, it is Thanksgiving for you. Yes, it's Thanksgiving in Canada. Hey! Oh, there, there you go. <clears throat> Who wants chicken? <laughs> I do. I f- I find that highly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, carrying on. Uh, the group kind of regroups and tries to strategize on a plan and worries for Silverstream. Um, they kind of talk it out and Trixie just points something out. Like, has that always been there? Like, the glowing theme of Bob at the background there? And Starlight just says, oh, yeah, that's the student's treehouse after they... Uh, built the tree house where the magic and what oh wait we should have gone here first so they went in or all of them go in um, with Mod dragging along uh, Mod Briar's heart stone body and (laughs) 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 he likes dragging it oh yep and they discover uh, Silverstream in there studying and a cockatrice approaches her. Oh no! The danger! So, Starlight, ready to blast the cockatrice away, um, is stopped by Silverstream, who somehow made a connection with the beast. And to Sunburst's surprise, she discovered how to activate her nesting abilities and whatnot. And, um, they just talk it out and try, um, so, Silverstream just says, Oh, wow, you guys are lucky if you were roaming the Everfree Forest. Could you just imagine if you get caught by a bunch of them? And, yeah, Silver Starlight just says, Yeah, we we have an idea. Our friend here, she's stone, he's stone to stone. Could you help? And with that, they go back to Mod's cave for, well, a meetup and some talks. And I'm trying to remember here. So, uh, Mud Briar um, says his experience being um, a hard, dense rock has been enlightening, but he's always a stick guy. But 
Mutt does like him the way he is. Hard and soft. And with that, Starlight says she's sorry for not being there for uh, Silverstream. And well, they both kind of feel responsible for, well, kind of not really doing the right stuff. And Silver, sorry, um, and Starlight just asked, um, would it be better if I had set time schedule to meet me and whatnot? And Silverstream just says, yeah, but you know, honestly, you were that great as a counselor before she could re bunk or get angry. Trixie says, Oh, let's go have cake. Oh boy, cake is hard. Yes, hard. <laughs> and with that episode ends. <laughs> and Silver, what do you think? I think, I think Silverstream is harsh. She may be one of the harshest of the entire students. Even Smolder would be like, Dang, girl. Well, maybe she's been learning from Applejack's class about being honest. <laughs> there's honest and then there's blunt. <laughs> and there's a very important difference. Okay, I will say Silverstream really is being irresponsible in this in this part. She's causing all manner of worry. She's not prioritizing. And it's sort of weird, I guess, that uh, this problem is never addressed. And it needs to be. Uh, the student, how do I put this? The school has not had a great track record of actually teaching. The the A tree, a now dead tree, or reborn dead tree, whatever, a tree of sorts has been a better teacher than the student, than the main six. And that's kind of a ding against the school. So here's a student who's clearly got to reprioritize and learn to better communicate. And it, of anything, it's her teachers who should be showing the way. Mm -hmm. And then, wow, that's pretty savage to say, well, yeah, you didn't help with, uh, with as a counselor, which may just be further proof that Starlight needs to take this headmare job just so they could get a better counselor in. Yeah, but the thing is, why didn't she just go to her every time like if she's not helping why well that a dependency i guess i guess i guess or maybe she uh once she actually did it herself she realized oh yeah turns out i didn't need the counselor and this is a very very weird method of self-validation <laughs> or maybe as what i was gonna say maybe uh She's good at giving different advice. It's like, say, you know, I go up to someone for advice on this and they'd be like, I can't, I'm not really an expert on that, but I go up to them about an advice on something else and be like, oh, that one I can help you with. So maybe she was just expecting Starlight to help her out with something. True, but guidance counselors should have a, what you call this, broad knowledge of quote unquote everything. I'm pretty sure that the mating habits and territorial instincts of a cockatrice is outside the job description. True that too. Is, must although I could see that on the on the uh, job posting for future. Must be willing to face hell beasts that can turn you to stone. <laughs> Free parking. <laughs> oh boys. Anywho, uh, Tara, what about you? Final, uh, not really final thoughts. Um, up to this point. Oh. Well pretty much what Silver said about the one <clears throat> concern, which I thought they were going to focus on too, about how, you know, Silverstream didn't make it and or she didn't return home and this whole panic about her not returning home and mom, their mom and dad were worried. And it's like, okay, well, just 
sweep it under the rug after why don't you you know it's like hey you're still not back and then Terramar, your parents are probably worried too that that you're not back i mean shouldn't you hurry along home <laughs> yeah, true and here's the thing that's been bugging me for a bit their method of communication here because i'm sure that they don't have dragon fire to send letters to well whoever they need to be sent to but uh, yeah, they don't have cell phones to say, "Yo, mom, dad, uh, Silver streams with me. Uh, she's safe now. No problems." Well, another thing too is that you think that Silverstream would learn from the beginning of season eight, I believe, or maybe season nine. Don't exactly remember, but um, you think she remember that last time they didn't tell the parents that they were doing something on their own that it almost started a war. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, season eight, episode one and two. Yes, no, that's it. Mostly two. Alrighty then. But anywho, um, let's go to final thoughts. Silva, what do you think? Well, this is a fun episode, but it also highlights that Starlight really isn't good in the counselor role. She needs balance. She needs hard stop office hours so she can have a healthy balance in her own life. And she doesn't quite uh, convey that to Silverstream. So of all the things, I think this is sort of a ding against her as a counselor. But thankfully, she's about to become head mayor. So, eh. Yeah. Uh, it is, however, a, a fun things. It really picks up once the hunt for Silverstream begins. But Trixie and her her long suffrage that is what gives real comedy to the first half. And then Mudbriar and uh, and Maud take care of the humor in the second. So there's a lot of fun to be had. But in terms of character presentation, you're like, ah, they really they really took one on the on the nose that time. Or snout in this case. But also at the same time too, did you ever notice that Sunburst is just here for, well, just being there? He's there as a friend. Yeah. You can invite friends from out of town. True, but um, I'm not knocking it, but it feels like Sunburst doesn't really play a big part in the episode. He's just there just to be there. Like you mentioned before, you got Trixie playing her part, you got... Uh, Mod, Mod, and Mud Briar doing their part, and uh, Terramar is the kind of um, engine or the thing that makes the show go on. And Sunburst is just hello. Well, he did have the the best snark comments. Uh, you know, Mud has been turned to stone. How can you? T- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, Sunburst, you you are harsh. Oh yeah. A lot of harshness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I could, I could easily see her, uh, uh, Maude, just stomping over to him. You got something to say, punk? <laughs> it's like, no. Actually, I guess based on Uncommon Bond, uh, this, is his, this is his introduction to more unexpected friends. For who? If it turn, uh, for a sunburst. Ah. If he turns out that he has a, a botany interest as well... <laughs> My goodness. I, I, won't, I won't be surprised. Uh, I feel like uh, Sunburst here is well-rounded in general knowledge. Um, Jack of... Oh, sorry. Um, Jack of all trades, master of none kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel that's him. Jack of all trades, master of none, but so much more useful than a master of one. No, true that. Anyway, uh, Tara, what about you? Well, I enjoyed this from the beginning to end, and... Like pretty much what's always said, you know, we show it shows that Starlight 
ain't exactly a good guidance counselor. And at first, I'm thinking, oh, Starlight, maybe this ain't for you. You got to look for something else. And then later on in a future episode, it clears things up and be like, okay, now it's understandable what happens. <laughs> and I, I even enjoyed the comedy. And I, I like, again, I like the return of uh, the cockatrice and how now they have a migration in the Everfree Forest. And now, like, the thing is, too, I remember back in season one, they talked about how dangerous the Everfree Forest is, but they keep going in back in it like it's nothing. <laughs> Except it's it is dangerous again briefly, but for the cockatrice. Mm-hmm. Plus, this course magic has well been controlled, so it's not that dangerous anymore. Uh, are you done? Yes, I'm right. done. As for me, this episode I like it. It's a lot of fun. The interaction between Starlight and her friends, uh, the cockatrice being there, and also the student six. Even though we didn't get a cameo from Yona and who is now Vincent Tong. So it's still a lot of fun. Like I, I highly enjoy this episode a lot. And yeah, the comedic timing for the characters, it's a lot of fun. And ever noticed the part where um, Starlight ports out from Silverstream's room and forgets to bring Terramar along? And... When she comes back and teleports him out back, like there's that scene where his eyes, like, really, you you for real now? Those, those subtle things in this episode makes it very enjoyable. And yeah, I say give it a watch. It's a lot of fun, especially that um, Matilda was it? No, Edith. Um, Edith, the uh, other-looking cockatrice. That's fascinating. I, I would love to know her backstory. Why is she that color and so on? Turns out Silverstream just wanted a, a little twin, so she dyed it and reversed its mane, it, or whatever you call that thing on top of a rooster's head. What is that thing on top of a rooster's head? I don't really know. Okay, I'm actually Googling thing on top of a rooster's head. <laughs> okay. A, a comb is a fleshy growth or crest at the top of head of a gallinaceous birds, such as turkeys, pheasants, and domestic chickens. So it's called a comb. Comb. She gave hmm. it a comb. She gave it a comb over. <laughs> All right. Then. Oh, boys. But anywho, with that, um, episode ends. So, Silver, what are we going to do for next week's show? Well, once again, we will test our impulse control as we try to talk about Little Witch Academia without putting a Mai in the front. Ah, I see. All right. We will basically be watching them fangirl over the latest writing. Hi, Harry Potter. <laughs> How are you? Oh, you mean Twilight? Yeah, I had more uh, Twilight vibes than that. <laughs> we are calling it Harry Potter. <laughs> there is only Mr. Potter. There is only one true Twilight, and she just had her season finale. Oh, okay. Uh, so Fifty yeah. Shades then. Oh yeah, Fifty Shades of Sparkle. <laughs> sure. Oh boys. <clears throat> so yeah. Oh, Flash Sentry. Oh boys. But anywho, uh, like Silver mentioned, next week we'll be reviewing My Little Witch Academia season. One uh, episode he did four. It. He did it. I know. Uh, Nightfall. <laughs> so yeah, that, that will be next week's thing. So anyway, if you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can do so at dmbshowgmail.com. You can also reach us on the Twitter. The show's Twitter account is at show, and my personal Twitter account is at Norman Sanzo. Uh, Silver, where can the good people find you? Ah, oh, so many places. You can find me on Twitter under MLP Silver Quill. You can also find me on DeviantArt uh, under the same. I, if you do a search on YouTube for After the Factor Silver Quill, you shall find me. 
You can also find me on Patreon, MLP Silver Quill, and just recently, Kofi, Ooh. which is uh, just Silver Quill, all one word. So Kofi-com slash Silver Quill. And let's see, also on Equestria Daily, you can find me posting editorials and comic reviews on Wednesdays. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Be sure to check those uh, places out, guys. And Tara, where can the good people find you? Well, the good people could easily find me on Facebook, DeviantArt, Twitter, or YouTube under the name Torterra1324. Or you could just do a simple Google research and I'm pretty sure you'll find me on a lot of things. As well as Patreon, also under the name Torterra1324. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Go, like I mentioned before, go check it out, guys. They're awesome dudes. Uh, and also, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes, YouTube. Don't forget to press the bell icon to stay up to date. And also, Stitcher Radio. And also, like our Facebook page. You can also catch us on PlayWithLive.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash them yes show with every support you get a week's early access to review and discussion podcasts exclusive and deleted content and a huge thank you from me talking about thank yous I'd like to thank Amy Lucky Knight SF Lag Tristan and also Jeffrey thank you so much guys you are great so anyway I have been Norman Sanzo I am Cecil Vaquil and I am Torterra and we'll guys catch you next week with another fun episode of the yes show see ya adios Bye-bye. This episode has been interesting. Yes, very interesting indeed. Now don't look silver in the eyes. Why? Because you might get a cock-up. <gasps> ah! <laughs>